Assalamu alaikum, peace be upon you. Welcome to the Matcha Talk podcast with me, Samia of Sunnah Living. I am here every Monday to have a down-to-earth, real conversation with you. This is a beautiful morning. I have my warm matcha latte ready to go and a topic I'm burning to talk about. Let's begin. Welcome back to the Matcha Talk podcast. This is your host, Samia, and today we're talking about the baby formula. So we are starting a strange Monday this week. I know it has been very unpredictable and unexpected, all of the circumstance in this world right now, in our communities, in our family. I personally have never really felt such a strange air before. I have not felt this tension, this anxiety, this worry that everyone is kind of going through currently. And... Today's topic actually deals with a little bit about that. How could it not? So I don't know about you, but I am actually quite concerned about this. I wasn't really expecting myself to respond the way that I did. Sometimes I find myself looking at the news and then I'm like, hang on, Samia, just calm down. This is just the news and they fluff things up. We of all people should know that (laughs) as Muslims. So I just remind myself to just go back and check the facts and listen to the experts who are talking about this telling us what to do not because that it is such a drastic and crazy scary situation but because we know exactly how to mitigate that so that has been very very helpful and I always find myself coming back to it so I was just having a good old time going through Facebook timeline and just checking what everyone was sharing and this little story made its way on that timeline over there I'm not really sure who shared it or whatever. I did not really save that information, but it stayed on the back of my mind about the lady who was in the grocery store. As we all know that things got a little bit hectic here in the States. There was a little bit panic. Uh, Panic buying happened. People were buying things they did not need. People were hoarding stuff. They're like, I'm not sure when this is ever going to end. So let me just buy things for the next year. And that was actually really, really hurtful to a lot of people. And that caused a lot of damage. And it is continuing to cause damage. Hopefully, tomorrow or this week, things will kind of soften down a little bit. And people will just realize that uh, being calm and thoughtful is the way to go. But I think I'm getting ahead of myself because... When we're reading the Quran and we're looking at it, Allah continuously talks about some things which at some times seem sort of like common sense. You know, like we go through psychology. I know I did that. And a lot of people say that. Like when they go through general psychology, they're like, oh, this is common sense, you know. And they're like, oh, yeah, I totally get this. But the reality is there's so much depth to it. And it seems common sense, but it's not really understood as common sense a lot of the times. And so when I'm looking at the Quran and reading it, sometimes things happen. and I'm like, wow, this is so obvious, right? But Allah repeatedly says this over and over and over again is because we need to hear it because we keep on going back on that same cycle. And and that's basically what this is. And I want to talk a little bit more about that later on, on part of the lessons that I want to share with you. But I want to go back to the story, though, about, about the baby formula that there was a lady standing in the aisle and it was the aisle of baby formula and there were just a couple of more boxes left, maybe like, I don't know, nine or, or 10 boxes left of baby food. And this lady decided that she was going to take all of them because, you know, you never know. You just need 10 boxes of baby formula. And there was a woman right behind her who actually had a baby in her arms 
and she asked her this so so this story is being shared by someone who witnessed this she was like this lady asked her hey can i just have one box and the other lady totally refused and just took all of the boxes and is left and the other one who had the baby in her arm like just you know what what can you do about this when uh, people in front of you are just acting in a way that just shocks you that that's not something that you expect and yet it happens this is exactly how it happens there was actually a person on instagram i like her a lot and i follow her on instagram and she is based in canada and she talked about that she was in front of costco and there was a huge line and she was just trying to get basic things nothing too crazy um, and she was just in line and there was a long wait and people are just talking to themselves and having conversations at this point because you're waiting for a long time. And they're joking about the whole toilet paper scenario that everyone is stocking up on it, just chuckling and joking about it. And she said that as soon as they all entered into the Costco, she literally saw people with carts full of toilet paper. And I just have this strange feeling that those same people were in a very similar line just a few minutes ago. So these are not just strangers walking around and doing crazy things. These are just people that we interact with on a daily basis. Maybe not we don't know them. Maybe they open the door for us in the coffee shop or something like that. But these are the same people. And these are the same people acting in a way that is just leaving us a little bit surprised. And so, all right, so let's let's go and talk a little bit about the lessons that I am experiencing. And this is something that I am just reflecting on because I feel that this trial that we're going through is an opportunity for growth. It is an opportunity to learn and it is a test that Allah is putting us through and either we can find ourselves be completely flabbergasted by the whole thing and just derail ourselves or we can really figure out okay what is it that I'm personally supposed to get. And I just want to pause a little bit for a moment and say that there are people who are actually having a legitimately hard time because they might have anxieties or things like that, like credible mental illness situation where all of these uncertainties and worries are just taking them on a complete different level, which makes them feel really, really uncomfortable. And I just want to say, if that is you, I feel for you. I, I get it. I understand to an extent and I know that there's an extent which I don't get but I just want to sympathize with you and say hey I am sorry you're going through this and I'm here for you you can send me an email and let's chat and we can become little pen pals while this whole thing blows over and inshallah it will blow over it's going to blow over we're going to move on and it's going to take us to another destination inshallah with relief that is coming up soon Allah promises in the Quran that with every difficulty there is ease and so with this inshallah there's going to be ease that's coming up too but we just have to go through this together and not leave each other behind and not become selfish basically the first lesson that I want to share with you, maybe I already shared some of my lessons, I don't know. But the first official lesson that I want to share with you about this whole virus situation is how it does not discriminate based on anyone. So this is happening in first world countries. Like the stuff that we have experienced, you know, right now, the, the insanity and the fear and everything. Right now we have Europe that is engulfed and the United States is getting ready for it. These are first world countries and some might argue the most powerful, one of the most powerful countries, right? The U.S. being the most powerful right now when it comes to power in regards to this worldly sense. Uh, you know, nothing morality or anything like that. Just worldly, completely worldly carnal desire sense. It is 
a very strong and powerful nation, and yet everyone is in grips. Everyone is like, I don't know what's happening. Everyone is uncertain, and everyone is scared. And、um, there, there are a few of them who are kind of not really caring about it, but a majority, everyone is a little bit concerned. And it is so interesting because people talk about how this is.、Uh, It was not people. It was actually, I was listening to a talk on the first khutbah, the last Jum'ah that we missed that was canceled in the massages due to this. He sh- talked about it on his YouTube channel and are on his Facebook and YouTube or Yakin Institute, I believe. That's where I found him. And he mentioned how these, this test is kind of like an equalizer. It puts everyone not in the exact same footing, but it allows everyone to feel a taste of what the other is going through. So, we are right now very used to a comfortable life. I mean, I'm not sure exactly where you're listening to me from, but in general, if you are listening to me, chances are that you have a fairly comfortable life when it comes to necessities and needs. You know, you're not worried about having bombs fall over your house, you're not worried about just people coming in and just robbing you blind. You don't, you don't there's still a sense of security to, at, at some level where we are, especially here in the United States. That sense of security is very much alive. Like, we don't really have to. We worry about other things. We worry about xenophobia. We worry about, worry about bigotry and racism and, and everything else, sure. But we at least are in our homes and we don't have to worry so much about that. Oh my God, the military plan is going to come and blow us to bits and pieces. But right now, where we're going through in this area of certainty, we can relate a little bit to what is happening in other countries. That little panic and hysteria that's happening in the grocery store where people are like, oh, no, no, we need to, we need to restock. We need to take care of our families. We need to just, it's just me, me, me. And, and, and we know that inshallah is going to blow over. We're, we're positive about that. We're positive inshallah that it's going to go through. But, but still, you know, we're just like, oh, I don't know when I'm going to be able to go to that. Comfortable little grocery shop and, and slowly walk down the aisles and pick up all the things that I want to eat. You know, that's what I'm talking about here. Like, people in other countries generally sometimes don't even have that. Like, once it's over for them, like our brothers and sisters in Syria and, and, and in Kashmir and in India, all those regions and Palestine, all those things that people are going through, they don't have the capability and that certainty to say, oh, yeah, it's going to be okay in a couple of weeks. I mean, maybe tomorrow the entire grocery store was going to be razed to the ground, you know, like it's going to be completely destroyed. So we have this, this a little bit of taste of what they're going through, and that, sympath- and that should soften our heart a little bit towards the plight of those who are in need, who are suffering, who are going through difficulty. And we just experience a little bit of what they experience that uncertainty and fear. That was one of my f- lessons that I learned. And the other one I want to say is that kind of like how. So, okay. So, when they're talking about preventing and making sure, trying your best to not contract that virus. And if you do contract the virus, that it does not bring you down completely, right? Like you, your body is able to fight it. They talk about the immune system, that we need to strengthen it. We need to be working on managing it and supporting it and using. Fruits, vegetables, quality good food, so that our body is ready and able to handle it should it come our way. And so they're talking about the strength of the immune system, how that's important. And, the, and also, the people who are immunocompromised in some level or another have an extra level of caution that they need to be going through because that is something really、um, 
detrimental to them and i just want to say to to those people and if that person is you that inshallah i'm doing my best i'm doing my best that and that you know i'm not the one who's going to go outside and carry carry the disease for you i i worry about you i'm caring about you and i'm thinking about you okay and so they're talking about that immunocompromised people have a higher risk and that we all need to support them and protect them and all those kind of good things. And I just related it to the heart, the condition of the heart. So it's kind of like our immune system is basically our heart, right? Like if we don't have strength in our heart, if we are just doing things that are breaking down the barriers of protection around our heart, then anything else that is outside is going to attack with complete ease and without much difficulty. And that is very much highlighted in Surah Falak, in Surah Nas, where we're learning about the weakness of man and the weakness of heart and all the dangers that we have around us, either within us or outside outside of us and so it is so very interesting for me that when I when I when I just thought about it I'm like you know this is so true we're worried about a very microscopic thing right now that just started a couple of months ago it hasn't really been that long and yet we are completely changing our life around we're like hey we need to do everything we can possibly do to ensure that our loved ones are safe and the people who are a little bit uh, weaker in the immune system they're safe we're concerned about that but but when it comes to the states of our heart that we're not really we don't really like to change our lives too much you know it's like oh i have to i have to read this uh, i have to read this much quran i have to pray this much oh man i have to wake up early and pray the hajjad uh, you know, I'm speaking for myself first here. It's like, wow, it's so difficult to change our life around that. Oh, I'm going to go on a trip. Oh my God, what do you mean I have to stop in the middle and pray? Sir, can we just pray when we get there? You know, all those kind of thoughts that come into our mind. It's like, we don't really like to change your life around. And that when something that just happened a few months ago, and inshallah, we're going to, we as a, as a nation, as a humanity, we're going to get over this. And we are quite confident about that. And so here we are talking about this and it's going to go away soon. And still we are so panicking. We're so concerned and we're so afraid, but we're not really concerned about the reality, the true reality that we are, we are experiencing in our life as believers, as all creations of Allah, that we're going to run back to him. We're going to be returned back to him. We're going to have to answer for everything that we're doing, that everything we do here has a reward or a consequence. Like there is something that is happening in direct response to what we do right now but because it's not i guess that that's not imminent because we don't really visualize the the reality of the situation we're not really understanding what allah is saying when he describes jannah when he describes jahannam when he describes what happens to the people who are living a life that is transgressing themselves and transgressing others and, and transgressing the bonds of Allah, all of those kind of things. So I think what I'm trying to say here is that if we were really envisioning those things, envisioning what Allah says in the Quran, really honestly believing in it, we would not even blink before changing our life around. We'd be like, you know what? I will rearrange everything around me. I will stay home. I will not even shake hands. I won't even say hello to someone. I will stay six feet away from them just so I can protect myself from this imminent threat that is coming towards me. And Allah says in the Quran, uh, I don't exactly know where, but that, you know, death is coming. 
uh, I forgot exactly what the words were, but that uh, the wording somehow, if I remember correctly from a lecture, they were talking about that it, it explains that death is running towards you. It's not just like coming and waiting. It's like it's running towards you and you're running to meet it, you know? So... Um, I may be wrong about this, but I just remember the idea of running towards death or the death is running towards you, something like that. So, I mean, yeah, this, this urgency is there, you know, it is coming, it is happening and we need to prepare ourselves. We need to be ready for it. I actually had a podcast episode a few weeks ago. I'm not sure if you are new joining me here, definitely check back where I'm talking all about death in that one and how I'm experiencing it and what I feel about it, how I deal with it. It was a good conversation and, and I got couple of responses from it which were really really nice too in my email address so that is something that is very very real and it's imminent but we're not really we're not really as serious about it evidently okay i can talk about this for a lot longer but i won't let's move to the next one the next lesson is about the idea of consumption so since we have a little we have to be a little bit more careful right people are going kind of crazy in the whole toilet paper thing it's it's a, it's a thing everyone's talking about it we all know this it is it is funny and sad at the same time. It is actually no longer funny. It is very sad when we see the state of people and how they react in when it comes to all those kind of things. But just the idea of how I personally consume the things around me. And I've been really thinking about that. So now I'm looking at the food. I'm like, all right, whatever I buy right now needs to last me at least two weeks. So this is the way I'm thinking. And I'm like, you know what? Okay, let's say things happen, God forbid, and we have to wait a little bit longer than that. All right, fine. They need to last me a little bit, three weeks and things. And so how is it that I'm consuming? And suddenly, it's like a mind shift. Oh, I need to be careful what I eat. I need to make sure that, you know, if I have any snacks on hand or if I have fruits and things like that in the fridge, that I'm making sure to space them out. I'm not eating everything at once. And uh, I will share with you just a couple of hours ago, I have I have a vice. I, I like potato chips and those are Boulder Canyon ones, avocado oil chips. The ingredients are great. It's just avocado chips and salt, uh, avocado potatoes and salt that turn into this uh, delicious delicious simply simply delicious chips i'm just like just thinking about them but i am running out of them just a little bit left in the bag and normally okay hang on let me go back a little bit so quite a quite a number of years ago i was i would say addicted to coke uh (laughs) coca-cola right i was quite addicted to it i remember we used to go to sam's club as a family and we would get those giant liter bottles of coke and literally sometimes that's all i would drink and I messed up my stomach with that stuff, let me tell you. Anyway, so I just want to tell you about about that, that I was quite obsessed with it. And I would love to drink Coke with Lay's chips, the simple ones, and sometimes even the barbecue ones. And that was a really enjoyable experience. I think I like the barbecue ones with chips better. I can't remember now. But this is like many, many years ago. So now that I no longer eat those Lay's, bar- Lay's chips, etc., you know, I... I I like to choose as healthy things as possible. I am a kombucha fan. That is my drink. I like to drink at least a cup a day if I have it on hand and I enjoy it thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy it. And if I happen to have chips with me, you bet I'm going to have chips and kombucha together. The avocado chips and whatever flavor kombucha generally. I wouldn't try like a guava kombucha with it or something because it has a really strong flavor. But something that is not like so fruity. Oh, yes, it is. It is wonderful. And I always always like it. Anyway, so I that's what I did. I was like, okay, so I have chips and I have kombucha and I'm not going to go to shopping for a while. And I'm like, I don't want to finish all of this at once. 
Normally, I like to do that, right? Normally, I'm like, hey, I have it. I'm just going to have a great time. But this is not the scenario. The scenario is now different. I'm not sure when I'm going to be able to go again. And actually, I saw and uh, the store is completely sold out of chips. Uh, that's a topic for another day that the things people are hoarding, it is interesting. And it shows a lot about the things we value as a society and why our health is so bad in general. So I found myself saying you know what I'm gonna only eat the chips and I'm gonna save the kombucha for another time so I'm gonna stretch this out rather than into one experience I'm gonna make it into two experience right so just and and that's that moment I would not have done that otherwise I think I think because alhamdulillah I'm not in a position that I have to be really really thinking about it I'm budgeting and I'm doing things the way it's working and alhamdulillah within the budget is fine but subhanAllah, I was just like, I just found myself doing that. I'm like, look at this, you know, a little bit extra consciousness is here. And one of the things is that um, for me personally, the way that I'm thinking about my consumption is obviously with toilet paper. We have a bidet. That's what I have in my in bathroom. And I like the automatic one, the one that's attached to the toilet, like within a little knob, you know, like a little sort of a Japanese style one. Um, but but those things to be really really fancy and I don't have a super fancy one just a basic one it just squirts water and that's about it and I really like it I enjoy that but I mean you have to dry yourself afterwards and I just want to tell you no one told me this growing up that you have to dry yourself okay like I am just sharing this with you right now I'm not sure if I'm going to regret this 20 years from now or not I'm not, well, I'm no longer that person, but no one told me about this. And let me tell you the problems that it can create for you. If you have a moist, damp, warm environment, you're asking for bacteria right there. So if you're not doing this, if for some reason you are in the state that I was in and that I didn't know until I got married and went to a gynecologist who explained it to me, that's when I learned, oh my goodness, I need to make some changes, you know? So I mean, yeah, that's a long time. I guess that's something that we just don't talk about with our kids in my culture or in my family. I'm not sure. But definitely, if you're a woman, especially, make sure you're using the water, yes, but you're also drying yourself. And so that's something I'm, I'm really thinking about. That when it, I really try to take little steps at a time to become more sustainable, become more thoughtful with the things that I'm using. I really, really want to limit as much throwaway stuff that I can. And it's, oh my God, it is so very hard. But I am, but you know, little steps at a time make it possible to to make at least a little bit of a difference in your life it is a change of lifestyle and also a change of perspective and the way that you look at the world because the reason why you're doing it has to be there and that reason is bigger than yourself and so I'm really thinking about that and I'm like really trying to reduce my use of toilet paper and somehow find an alternative where I'm not really wasting so much. I saw some people talk about how they use face wash, uh, excuse me, not face wash, uh, the face towels, the hand towels, you know, that the little square ones that you find, people use them. So just rinse off everything with water and then you just pat yourself dry with those. Um, I have a friend who I really admire on Instagram. She... Uh, it's really big in sustainability and she just took like an old towel, cut it into little pieces and that's what she uses. So she dries herself and then puts them in a basket and the basket goes in with the little liner. It has a liner and she puts everything in the washer when, when it's time and everything is washed and is ready to be reused. And so I, I thought that was really, really cool and I really want to get to it. And I'm almost at a point where I'm like, you know what, I'm going to do this. And it is so interesting. I am the, I, I'm not a person that prepares a lot when it comes to this because I don't 
like to have a lot of things just sitting around and I'm learning that maybe I should have some things sitting around after this because it just so happened that when all of this craziness started I was already low on toilet paper I was low on dishwashing soap I am also low on one more thing that I cannot remember right now but it was just like a perfect time to be low on things and I'm like this is great so I alhamdulillah I think I'll be okay but Maybe this is a chance, an opportunity for me to push towards that direction and start using the towels, etc. to definitely take that off of my waste list that I'm, I'm using uh, or I'm wasting in my home. So I think this, I would like to, I'm talking for some time, but I think I'm going to end the podcast episode with this today, that whatever it is happening, it is an opportunity for you to make a change. Just like I'm talking about this change, about my consumption, for instance, and there's a lot of things that I'm thinking about. And maybe we can talk about this together on another day. But I just, you know, this is an opportunity for the changes and to see how you are living your life, what things you really rely on, what are things that you really need. And what things that you thought you needed, but you really don't. Because now you find yourself living without it. Or seeing, oh yeah, I can totally do two or three weeks without this. Yeah, I can totally do a month without this. Not even a problem. What are those things? And is it? can you eliminate them from your life now? Rather than, I don't know, some of the point. So just thinking about what changes can you make to become a better version of yourself. What things that you're observing... And you're like, you know what, I'm observing this and I don't like this. I would like to change this. So then you start to become that change yourself. And then finally, looking around you to see how you can be of help and of benefit to someone. I don't have a lot of personal interaction with my neighbors, but I have some text messages and um, I send them messages and I let them know that if they needed anything, they're more than welcome to ask me, right? I just load it in a way that hopefully they feel completely comfortable letting me know if there is something that they need. So just seeing how you can be of benefit at a time where people are just kind of being selfish. And oh, this last final point before we end for today and end our little talk and matcha talk for today, just this idea to become better means that we have to do a little bit more work. So our baser instincts right now that we're seeing in many of us around is panic and fear and just like, you know, Allah says in the Quran, the shaitan will will worry you and he will scare you with poverty. He will scare you with all of those losses and he's going to do that. And that's kind of what is happening. People are just like kind of just really scared. I'm going to lose everything. I'm going to lose my life. I'm going to lose my family. I'm going to lose, et cetera, et cetera. But Allah says that, hey, come back around you know, over and over again in the Quran, come back around. This is what you need to do. This is what a believer does. This, These are the steps you need to take. You need to stop doing that, but do this instead. So we are asking for something. Or we've been asked of a higher standard. We have a higher standard of who we're supposed to be. So make sure that throughout this next couple of weeks or months that we're going to go through a really big life change that we are always holding ourselves to a high standard and that we are remembering what Allah's commands are and we are always grateful for being in a position that is a lot better than literally millions of people all over the world. Okay, this is it for today. Thank you so much for joining me. If you like this podcast, please show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. 
Also, you can find me on YouTube and Instagram at Sunna Living and on my blog sunnaliving.com where I have more content about topics similar to today. Wishing you a beautiful week ahead. Until next time, Assalamu Alaikum.